chapter 6 and verse 8, second book of Kings. Chapter 6. We'll read from verses 8 to 23. Second book of Kings, chapter 6, verse 8. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing, and he called his servants and said to them, Will you show me that of which is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants says, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, Surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And there they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, and there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots, and his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than with, than with those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Now Elisha said to them, This is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you see. But he led them to Samaria. So it was when they had come to Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw, and there they were inside Samaria. Now when the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elijah, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? But he answered, You shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with your sword and with your bow? Set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go there to their master. Then he prepared a great feast for them, and after they had ate and drank, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the bands of Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. Shall we just open in prayer? Father, we just thank you for Adel now, who's going to come forward and bring the message from your word. May you bring from his mouth the very words of God today that will touch our hearts and challenge our lives and encourage us, Lord. And we just commit this time to you and thank you for all that you've given us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Dean. 
Thank God for you all who are here today. And the ones that are at home, and especially we pray for the little ones, so the Lord will protect them. And we pass this test, and soon we shall have church the way we know it to be. We're looking forward, I am looking forward, and I hope everyone is looking forward. It's nice to see your, your faces. It's been very hard for me to be away from church and from you. And you know, if uh, to dissipate any thoughts that uh, we are taking very harsh measures and strict measures uh, for the protection of the saints, I have heard yesterday, and it's from the internet, that there's a church in the United States that bought so many thermometers, and they are everyone who's coming to church, they are putting the thermometer in it. <laughs> I thought that's, that's good for you to, to, to check their, if they have fever or not, their temperature or not. So we haven't done this, we have uh, yet. And we don't intend to do it, and uh, <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we know we, we are not going to spend that kind of money. We trust, trust the Lord that he'll take care of each and every one. And uh, we are thankful for this church and uh, your thirst for the word of God. I thought of a message to encourage us this morning. And uh, uh, in brief, what Dean read is um, in this portion, we learned that the king of Syria was at war with Israel. And the Syrians are planning to mobilize their army and their troops uh, to attack Israel. Elisha, this is a setting. Elisha, the man of God, immediately warned the king of the planned invasion of the enemy's army. The Israel, Israelis, they send some uh, scouts to spy the king of Syria and his army and found out that Elisha was right. He is a man of God after all. Sure enough, the prophet, through his warning, saved the nation uh, from several attacks uh, attempted by the Syrian army. So the king of Syria got mad. And he was puzzled at the same time, and he started pointing fingers at his uh, captains, at his army, and uh, he asked, which one of you is the traitor? Well, who has been informing the king of Israel about our moves, that we are not being able to do anything? These plans are supposed to be secret. One of the officers replied, it's not us, sir, it's Elisha. It's always the leader. It's Elisha, the prophet, who tells the king of Israel, even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Now you have the setting. The king of Syria then issued orders, let us go and catch Elisha. Let's go and wage war against this, this man. And he sent some spies, and they came and told him he lives in Dothan. Okay? They have the city, they have the man, and they now are going to go after him. Early one morning, Elisha's servant, if you don't know his name, is mentioned in the Bible, his Gehazi, if, uh, if you want to know his name. 
he stepped out from their little humble abode. He used to live with Elisha and serve him. And to his astonishment, he saw the Syrians, the Syrian army, all around Dothan, where he lived. And they were encircling, determined to destroy the city and destroy Elisha, who has been foiling their attempts. So he ran to Elisha and said, Master, what shall we do? What shall we do? And this is what I want to talk about this morning. Uh, this is the answer of Elisha. With ease, with grace, with calm, with courage, Elisha said, fear not. And this is the word for us this morning. Fear not. For those who are with us are more than who are with them. This is the message from God to us today. Fear not. And before we go a little bit further, what did Elisha do? He saw them. He told him, fear not. And when he looked at the face of Gehazi, a look of, of astonishment and fear and trembling. And uh, he said, why can't you see what's around? He said, yes, I see what's around the city. He said, well, let me go a little bit to the room and pray. His only weapon, Elisha's weapon, was prayers. And the only weapon we should have in this world today is the weapon of prayers. We should be a prayerful church. We're going through hard times, but we cannot find the powers to be, but we can fight them on our knees. And he went immediately to the, uh, what did he do? You only tell me fear not. Elisha, can't you see? Can't you see? And you tell me fear not? They're going to swallow us. They're going to destroy us. He went in. And what was Elisha's prayer? Look, look at that. He did not pray for deliverance from his enemies because he knew the victory was sure. Deliverance was already done. He wasn't worried about that. He prayed for Gehazi. He said, Lord, Open his eyes. And today, may the Lord help us to go out to the world with open eyes, knowing who is our God, and knowing that he who is with us is greater than he who is with them. Whoever the enemies are, we should know that. The Lord opened his eyes and he said, Master, Master, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire are, are all around Elisha. The army was coming to kill him, but the, all the army were around Elisha, around Dothan, around the whole city, and no one could move because of God's chariots of fire around him. In this a dramatic episode on the life of Elisha. Let me apply this 
to our situation today in the world, to the church today in the world. There are beautiful, encouraging truths for us, this little church and all the churches that proclaim Jesus Christ as their Savior. May the Lord help us today collectively. Uh, the first thing, the devil, our arch enemy, has gathered his evil forces and all his power, and they surround the Christian camp today at this very hour to attack us and destroy us. Remember this enemy around us. Our response should not be like Gehazi at all. Our response should be lift up our eyes to Jesus. We are living in the last days when Satan is making one grand assault, not only upon the fortress of Christian truth, but upon the people of God themselves. We should realize who is our enemy. We should know our enemy. Once we know our enemy, then we know how to fight him. His aim is that he might destroy finally and completely the honest and fundamental testimony from the face of the earth. That's what the devil is seeking. He managed to create confusion. Oh, can you believe? Do we have confusion today? Let me ask you, do you have perplexity today? Even we are perplexed how to handle this plague that has struck the whole world. The H1N1. And we don't know even how to handle it. But one thing, our eyes are upon the Lord. Our eyes are not upon the doctors, nor the hospitals. Though we believe in doctors, we believe in hospitals. We are uh, trying to obey the government to do whatever we can do. But let me say this, on top of that, there is confusion in the world today. And this is the work of the devil. This is the and this is a sign that the coming of the Lord is very soon. So rejoice, rejoice. Don't get down. Plagues are ravaging the world. Can we say yes? Uh-huh. And fear is gripping the hearts of the young and old alike. This is I'm describing the world today. International tension is near the breaking point. Trust me on that. Just read the news and you will see it. Satan's one great desire is not outside the Christian camp, but tops everything else because he wants to destroy the Christian testimony. These are the days in which we find ourselves attacked from every side and the Christian faith is being ridiculed mocked and you know what few are the defenders we look abroad across the spiritual uh, world the spiritual landscape if you will please and what do we see we see our churches along with the true servants of Christ and his people surrounded from every side by evil forces ready to do battle against us and much like Elisha's servant, 
we sometimes fear from the sight and we cry and we tremble at times from the sight of our surroundings. What do we do? What are we to do as a church, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ? I say, in spite of these disasters, we have an Elisha to whom we can go. We have one who created Elisha. We have the Lord Jesus Christ who is sitting on his throne and nothing moves him. He moves everything according to his own will. He is like a chess game. He moves them one by one according to his own will until the time when the trumpet shall sound and we shall be no more. Look for that, dear Christian. Do not worry. The Elisha of today, he sits on the throne of God on high. And as we come to him trembling and in fear sometimes, we hear his blessed word. Do not fear. Those who are with us are greater than the ones who are with them. Do you hear his voice? Do you hear the one who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Do you hear him say that? No evil shall befall you. Do you hear nor any plague, H1N1, come near your tent? Do you hear that? Just do whatever you can do. Take the precautions and God will take care of you. This was his promise in Psalms 91. I'm not quoting myself. I don't have words. The words of God, he says, no evil shall befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. A thousand may fall on, at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. And guess what? This is the best thing. And it shall not approach you. It shall not come near you. Let the world be crazy and go crazy and out of whack. But the church of God, its foundation is on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's solid. It's grounded. We shall not be swayed. We shall continue the journey with our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a one who is greater than Elisha. We have the creator of Elisha. We have the one who made Elisha. And is he able to save his city? Is he able to save his church? Is he able to protect you and me? Yes, he is. We hear his comforting uh, voice saying, fear not. That's what I want to relate it. Fear not, for I am with you. And when God is with us, who can be against us? Is this what the Bible says? In the world, you should have problems. He promised you should have what? Tribulation, he said. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We are with the overcomer. We are not min a minority. Don't let anyone kid you to say we're a minority. We are a majority with Jesus Christ. If we stand with him, we are the majority that the world 
should worry about and fear. Napoleon was dead wrong when he said God is on the side of large, large battalions. Wrong. God on the side of, was on the side of David when he faced all the Palestinians with Goliath. He said, you come to me with all with this big sword. You come to me with all this army. I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And who won? David. Let the enemy roar. Let the storms rage. We have Jesus to tame the enemy and defeat him and calm the storms of life with the word of his mouth. Peace, be still. Does it take more than that? No. He made everything. He can calm and quiet everything else. He who sits on heaven's throne at this very hour tells us in a tone of deepest affection and compassion and love is saying, children, peace, I live with you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Do not fear. In fact, in the Bible, if you go and check it out, I read it, and there is 365 words, do not fear, in the Bible. A word, do not fear, for every day. You heard it, but it's a reminder. Do not fear. Do not fear. We are living in a fear-craven world. A world in which men's hearts are failing on a daily basis. What a challenge to, our, to us as God's children to impart cheer and courage to fearful ones. So we have a, a message that we are to impart cheer and courage in fearful ones. How do we do that? Are we going to walk in fear? Are we going to walk with heads down? Oh, woe unto me, I don't know what's going to happen to me. We are to depend on God and trust God that he will take care of his own. And you know, there's a, there's a word here in verse, let me see. Verse 17, Elisha prayed, and he said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw. And behold, the mountains was full with horses and chariots of fire. And where did this happen? This is, these are the words, three words, all around Elisha. All around Elisha. I want to dwell a little bit on that, then we go home. Notice the expression. All around Elisha, as long as the young man Gehazi stayed close to Elisha, there could be no question of his safety. 
all these armed forces around him, there is an army surrounding them that they could not see, but Elisha and Gehazi saw the army of God on each side to protect them and to fight for them the final fight against the enemy. And today, let me ask you a question. Gehazi stayed around Elisha. He, would, he, was, he was walking with him like his shadow. And my question to you is, where is your place of safety today? Where is your place of safety? I say one thing, you will only find it at the feet of Jesus. That's, that's my answer to you. Your place, our place of safety is as long as we are close to the Lord Jesus Christ, we are safe. No one can give you the safety that the Lord Jesus Christ gives you. Eli uh, Gehazi stayed with Elisha. He walked with Elisha. And Elisha prayed another prayer. What was the other prayer that he prayed? Strike them with blindness. Did they have to fight? Did the army of Israel, of Israel have to fight? These marauders, if you will please, this, this rebellious people? No. They didn't have to do anything. They had only to watch. And when they were all blinded, thousands in the army, and then they sent some people to, to Elisha. Elisha said, Elisha, sir, we are looking for Elisha. They didn't know who they were talking to. They were blind. And, and we're, where do we go? He said, no, no, you came, to, you came to the wrong place. I'm going to take you to a different place. And he led them all the way. They were all blind. They had to bring armies of people to lead them there. And did he? he they never uh, used one arrow. They never used a horse or a chariot. They never did anything. They were the whole army that warred against them was completely a captivated army by the forces of God. We don't have to fight if we fight on our knees. Elisha prayed. Opened his eyes. He opened his eyes. Elisha prayed, blind their eyes. God blind their eyes. When we are close to God, God will answer our prayers. Where's, where there's no sin in our lives, whatever we pray, God will give it to us, whether soon or later. Whatever you ask from God according to his will, he promised that he will give. He will not withhold any good thing from his people. He will not. And he will not. And you know how, uh, how um, Elisha had a full confidence in God. Blind their eyes. Blind their eyes. Whoa. He had a close relationship with God. May God give us this relationship. This is what I want to talk about today. I want us to have a relationship with God. I want us to, have, to be in the circle where he is. Are you in that circle? Uh, Gehazi was there all around Elisha. He says, I'm not leaving you. I don't want to be anywhere. I want you to protect me. It seems there is protection where you are. And I want to stay there. Let me tell you one thing. It's not it seems. There is sure protection close to God. 
There's a sure protection when we are walking with the Lord Jesus. And don't say there is a circle. A circle. It could be a circle of believers. Circle of good friends. Keep in that circle. Don't cross beyond that. Don't cross the line. God has put for us a line. A line for our protection. Stay there. Don't venture outside of it. He puts you in a place. Honor him by staying in that place. He put you in a church. He honor him by staying in that church. He put you in a circle of wonderful friends. Honor him and keep being nourished. And may God, then God will protect you until he comes. Gehazi, let's go. I said, I'm going. I'm not going before you. I'm going behind you. And let the army outside. And then the king of the king came and says, let's slay them. Let's kill them. He said, no, this is not the way of God. These are all captive. Ah, uh, open their eyes. God, open their eyes. Where are we? He said, we, we, we are in, you are in a good place. Let's not kill our captive. Let's do good to our enemies. Let's pray for our enemies. Let's pray for those who hate God. Let's pray for those who are working against us. Because God can fight with them. The fight is not ours. Let me tell you this. The fight is not ours. In Exodus, Moses addressed the people saying, Do not fear. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. It's not your fight. You cannot fight Pharaoh. You cannot fight the world. It's only for the Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Can you do that? Can we do that? He kept silent. He says, let's do a banquet for them. Let's feed them. And he told them, listen, if you come again, this time, this from me, not from the Bible. This time was blindness. Next time it will be something else. You leave here. And they left like, like a beaten up people. And the Bible says, Syria did not come again into the land of Israel. How about that? We have the greatest weapon in the world. We have God who is for us. We have knees to pray for. We have a God who hears. We don't have Buddha. We don't have a wooden image. We don't have, a, we don't pray to the moon. We don't pray to the sun. We don't pray to some kind of statues. No, we pray for a living God who is sitting there and waiting, waiting for us to use him. He says, just try me, and then he will do marvels in our lives and with our enemies. Well, what do we need to do? Let us look then beyond this disturbing scene around us. Let us be occupied in the work of the Lord, regardless. Let's look beyond this earth. Let's look to the hills of heaven. Let's look where our Lord and Savior is seated at the right hand of glory. And let's look forward. For the trumpet shall sound. And he shall come to snatch us. To be safe. Safe with him eternally. Then. And then. We shall be relieved from this scene. But until then. Let's continue walking close to God, worshiping our 
Savior. Obedient to his precepts and loving him because he loved us so much. Amen. This bar has four prayers. Father, we thank you for the opportunity of coming to church again. It's a pleasure to be in your presence. You blessed us, and may these words encourage us to be light into this world and to carry on the message of salvation, the message, the good news that we have to the whole world that is living in fear and perplexion. Bless us as we go forward with this message and dismiss us, we pray, in his wonderful name. We ask the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.